Appreciate it. Um, I'm driving. I couldn't text you. It's Ricardo. Uh, look, they're both an open-ended checkbook. Neither one's going to end. We've already spent probably $4 trillion on reparations, if you look at the Great Society, from Head Start to free college to everything else in the world. And, and, and basically, you walk in and you're applying for a job, you are, you know, look at college. You know, everybody's discriminated against. It's not on. It's not on grades. It's on if you fit a certain quota. And the same thing with Ukraine. You, instead of asking Democrats, why don't you ask Roger Wicker and Michael Guest? What? Uh, Michael Guest supposedly has an accounting degree. Can we get an accounting? I'm fixing to do my taxes, and I can tell you to the penny of where everything went because I have to have money to go out. And it's a real simple process. So everybody that's a Michael Guest and Mississippi Values, and he sits on the front pew with me. Oh, my God. Ask him how much we have coming in and how much we have going out. We are at a 28% deficit spending, and we keep doing this. And Ukraine, which he votes for, wears his little lapel pin and this, it says we have to do it. Give me one good reason why. That's, they've had wars going on for 270 years over there, 270, and they're Russian-speaking people, okay? So I I just don't get it. I, I don't either. Yeah, nobody has yet to tell me why we have – I mean, I don't know. If, did you hear Kamala Harris try to explain it one day? She said, well, uh, Ukraine is a small country, and Russia is a big country, and the big country is invading the small country, and that's just wrong. Well, the simple fact is, okay, Roger Wicker is on the, uh, oh gosh, which is it, the Defense Committee or whatever. There ain't a person that works for him that is not wanting to be a lobbyist for Raytheon or somebody else and get the million-dollar paycheck. We have depleted every weapon that we have from leaving it in Afghanistan, billions upon billions of dollars that we left. So now we have to put, replace those. Every time we give them something, that's a new order for whatever defense contractor. And we have a crazy senator who's wanting to nuke Russia because, well, guess what? I guess we'd have to build more nuclear weapons if we were still around. And this is a guy who last year went to Davos, Roger Wicker did, whether you know it or not. He went to Davos to figure out how to suppress people. But our Mississippi values guy and him just keep spending money that we don't have and now we are got we are well we gotta raise our debt limit. Well you know my credit cards I got a five thousand dollar limit on my credit card. When I hit it, I don't call them up and say I need twenty thousand because I gotta keep spending. They say, No, you need to pay this down. That's what we need in Congress. Now, if our guy has an accounting degree like everybody says he does, I want accounting. Somebody needs to put a budget for it. But we won't. We're going to hear about Social Security, Medicare, the military, the police. No, the essentials will be paid for. We need to prioritize our spending. You lost your job today. What would be the first thing you did? Go find another one. Look at what you had in the bank and what you had to have. It would be food, shelter, and clothing. It wouldn't be Netflix. And that's what, and that's what Ukraine is. It's Netflix. It wouldn't be anything else that we're giving money. By the way, we gave five hundred and eighty million. Excuse me, yeah, a million dollars to non-government organizations, Catholic charities, by the way, to funnel illegals up to the United States. Five hundred eighty million dollars is in that in that omnibus bill that Roger Wicker and Michael Guest voted for. 
Because so, what was get, what was Guest's excuse? He said he he didn't want to be seen not voting for um not voting for funding military. So so he was he was okay funding well, Planned Parenthood. That was it. Was he Planned said, Parenthood? Fund, yeah, uh, he said that. Oh, I have to fund the military. I'm against abortion. Well, dude, don't tell him to take it out and have a military bu- uh, bill in. He he's look. The dude is is weak as vanilla, Manel toast, Melba toast. He's horrible. Name one thing you've ever seen the guy do other than stand on the corner and Brandon waving a, waving a sign with his wife and say he's Mississippi Bayou. Hey, you know, here's my question is, as I've been listening to you, and you're, man, you're hitting a home run, the text line's blowing up, everybody's saying you're doing a great job, but look, here's my thing. What the hell are Mississippi values at this point? Because I feel like if they're, if what they're representing is Mississippi I, values, then, what, then I clearly don't have Mississippi I, values. I, I want... Okay, number one, I'm loyal to my, to my family and my people, and I live within my budget. I don't take crap from people. We, in Mississippi, a lot of people grew up poor. We didn't know we were poor because we grew up and did what we, we went, and my parents bought what they could pay for, and that's not what we're doing. And Michael Guest, and I, look, Michael Guest, you know, uh, anyway, look up under opensecrets.org. You'll see what he's worth. Okay, and basically, I know he's a prosecutor. It's probably family money. That guy ain't got to worry about Jack. Okay, and uh, but we do. So when they're talking about raising taxes and taxes, well, guess what? My property taxes are going to go up again because I got it. It's for the children. It's for the children. The children can't spell graduate in the school district I'm in. They literally cannot spell it. But we put new buildings up, whether it's in Rankin County and the employment services for that family that runs the Rankin County School District. Everybody's related to somebody. And and I'm sorry. I just It blows me up because I'm looking at what extra what I'm about to have to pay. But, yeah, our, our people need to have an accounting. I would say neither, but you got Lindsey Graham and everybody else that somehow – all these people that are getting paid are funneling it back to them. Look at Joe Biden. But it's not just the Democrats. That's what we got to get over. It is our guys that stand up and say Mississippi values that are doing this, and they're they're hosing us. Amen, but, brother. I hey, wish but, I, I wish I had some kind of sound effect that sounded like a flamethrower. No, I'd hit no, it for you right now. Great call. I was, I'm sorry. I went rant. I should have pulled over and text so I wouldn't go so long. No, sorry, no. Man. Great Thanks. call, brother. Have a blessed one. Bye. Yep. That's what I'm talking about, man. Bring the heat on a Monday morning. Bring it in. You're doing my show prep for me. I love it. Hey, look, I'm got to take a break here. We ran over, ran over a little bit there. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. we got a huge show for you today, three full hours. First two hours is going to be just that, what you just heard right there, plus the third hour. Allison Noe is going to be in here. We're going to be doing the uh, whole health story hour. Whole story health hour, I'm sorry. Whole story health hour. It's something her and Mike Madison were doing. We're going to kind of take it, evolve it a little bit, and have Allison on here every Monday from 9 to 10. It should be really good. It should be really, really good. Look, it's going to be fun today. Looking forward to it. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show, your daily dose of reality radio. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out in Florida, Mississippi. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, located right there at Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley there. A lot of stuff going on in that shopping center, man. You can do a little bit of everything out there. Great little place. But yes, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, 12 different specialty pizzas. Probably added more at this point. Um, You can get the Will of Flavor. It's got three different 
specialty pizzas on one pie, or you can customize it, build your own, whatever. The Pig 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 is my recommendation. If you like meat, that's the one. It's like a barbecue, pulled pork, barbecue pizza, some other stuff on there. Highly, highly recommend the Pig Pig Pig. They open daily at 4 p.m. They're open late. If you get if you dine in, they got a huge high-end bar selection, tons of great bourbons, all that good stuff, nine different frozen daiquiris. That's pretty cool. That's the, you know, you like the old dot rockers, stuff like that. I believe they've got something similar out there. So uh, check it out. That is Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. And of course, it's available on all your major food delivery apps, including Take a Break Deliveries, our locally owned um, food delivery service. So you can not support just one local business. You can support two. So uh, Acme Pizza and Daiquiris, you can find them on Facebook at Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Again, Open daily at 4 p.m. Let them know that Clay sent you. I had a buddy, uh, not a buddy, a new friend, a guy that I met the other day, came by the dealership um, Friday, and he wants to advertise his business. But he was saying, he said, man, we went to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's on your recommendation, had our company Christmas gathering there. And uh, he goes, I got to thinking. I was, he's like, man, that advertising worked. It got me out here. I bet that would work for my business. I'm like, I hope so. So uh, stay tuned. But I would say all that to say that people are going. And I hadn't gotten a bad review from them yet. Uh, several of y'all have been out there. And you reach out to me and tell me how good the pizza is. Of course, they got more than that. They got uh, they got deep fried pizza, which I still want to try. They got pasta, burgers, all that good stuff. All right. Before I turn this into the Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's Hour, let's get back to the, uh, let's get back to the Guns and Gear text line here real quick. I do appreciate you all texting in. And I'm, I promise I'm going to do better this week of reading all of our text. Miss Sylvia has ch- has um has chimed back in after being called out there and said, these two children told me that they were, blah, 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 blah. let me sit down. She goes, she goes, I'm not afraid to be out and about. The Lord is with me. Besides, mess with me. You're headed to see Jesus, smart butt. She says, Jack Jungle isn't even safe for a ghost. Please tell that jerk what I said. By the way, I was told about the grapefruit juice thing. I don't drink. She said, did you, do you hear that crude? Uh, I'm going to miss the rest of that. I don't feel like getting into uh, the, the, too much race stuff this morning. But Miss uh, Miss Sylvia says she is ticked. Um, and look, man, I ain't going to knock anybody. If you got to go work in Jackson, you got to go work in Jackson. It is what it is. But uh, I definitely wouldn't be uh, recreationally walking around downtown Jackson. Uh, look, I've been kind of teasing this a little bit, and I, I want to talk about this this morning. I, mean, I know a lot of you all out there don't drink. A lot of people do. And this ain't so much. I'm not encouraging drinking or whatever. But uh, I keep these things at my house. And I hadn't had them in a while. But I, for New Year's Eve, I said, man, just in case I, I partake a little more than planned, I want to make sure I got what I need to get over a hangover. Or prevent one, actually. And they're called, it's called Banana Bag Oral Solution. You got to order it. It's available on Amazon or you can get it straight from the manufacturer. And I'm going to tell you what, you take it as a powder and you pour it into a bottle of water, drink it before you start drinking. Or if you forget, do it the next morning. And I can't confirm nor deny that within 30 minutes your hangover will be gone if you do it in the mornings. But, you know, results may vary. It is everything they put in a banana bag. It, it is a banana bag. 
And it's just, uh, it's made to mix with water. It's the same thing that goes into an IV drip. And uh, it works. But so it got me to thinking about other hangover reliefs. And it, that turned into a conversation about eating something greasy for breakfast. And I was just like, you know, is that true? I know over the years, you know, back when I used to really party, I'd get a hangover. And be like, oh, man, I need something fried. I just need something fried to settle my stomach and get to feeling better. I remember I went to Daiquiri World one time <clears throat> over in Louisiana. And I got way, drank way too much as a party, as a college kid and was throwing up, hanging out the window, coming back. I wasn't driving. I was throwing up, hanging out the window. That seems to be a recurring theme when people tell me stories about coming back from Daiquiri World was them hanging out the window, throwing up. But I think they had 25-cent mixed drinks or something on college night. Good Lord, what a dangerous recipe. And I just remember that next day, I, was, I, I felt so, so bad. And I, had to, I was working in a job that was like a hot warehouse, and it was summertime. I thought I was going to die. My lunch break, I went to a gas station and got a fried pork chop or something. I went over to somebody's house, and their mom had had a fried pork chop. I can't remember exactly, but I ate that, and I was cured. It was all better. So... Anyway, we kind of and I so I googled um, Sunday morning about uh, does greasy food really help cure a hangover? And all the research I find says that is a myth that there's no evidence that that is the case. So I googled this morning <clears throat> uh, best results for uh, home remedies to ease a hangover. Again, this is more of just a curiosity thing here. But one of the th- so kind of what what a hangover some of the side effects of a hangover, we all know these things, but they're technical terms here, dehydration, electrolyte imbalances, alcohol withdrawals, low blood sugar, stomach and intestine inflammation, and sleep disturbances. It says home hangover cures aim to treat these symptoms. Let's see here. Anyway, here's their top top remedies. Medication. It says uh, anti-inflammatories. It's like, do these work? Aspirin and other anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen and naproxen are effective at relieving aches and pains. These drugs can reduce the inflammation in the body's in the body that alcohol causes to relieve headaches and muscle aches. People should use anti-inflammatories with caution when hungover, as the medication can further irritate the stomach lining. Chronic use of these drugs can lead to stomach ulcers and more. Doctors advise against taking ibuprofen on an empty stomach for that reason. It says uh. It's talking about antacids and stuff like that. So does acetafetamine help? It says avoid medication that contains acetafetamine during a hangover. The liver is the organ that breaks down acetafetamine and it does and it does alcohol. The body is more susceptible to the toxic effects of acetafetamine when a person drinks alcohol and this can contribute to liver damage in severe cases. People may prefer to use anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen or naproxen. For pain relief instead. All right, number two, drink plenty of water. Rehydrating the body by drinking water can help improve the symptoms of a hangover. Yeah, we all know this. Uh, says, do dehydration powders help? This is what I have. It says, many people use sports drinks that contain electrolytes or rehydration powders to restore the balance of electrolytes in their bodies. There is no current research about whether or not this is an effective cure for a hangover. I'm telling you. Those banana bag solutions are about five dollars a piece. I think fifteen of them was um right at fifty bucks. But let's just be honest here. When you're uh, when you're on the struggle bus the day after one too many, there's not a price you wouldn't pay 
to make that struggle go away. Uh, $5 a bag seems like a very small price to pay to, um, to not have to deal with that. See, eating breakfast, number three. Low blood sugar levels contribute to some hangover symptoms. Eating in the morning helps regulate blood sugar levels to relieve the discomfort partially. When the body breaks down alcohol, lactic acid levels increase. This causes a drop in blood sugar levels, which can contribute towards a hangover. Eating breakfast can help to restore blood sugar to a correct level and may improve some symptoms of a hangover. The person's body also needs nutritious foods that can include that include protein, carbohydrates, helpful fats, and vitamins to repair and recover. There is no current research to say that particular foods such as greasy or fried breakfast are more effective than, than others. Many people believe that carbohydrates are particularly effective for soaking up alcohol, I'm talking about like bread and stuff of that nature, and uh, says research, though research has not looked into that. All right. Antioxidants is number four. I'm not going to read a lot about antioxidants, but uh, it's berries, cherries, grapes, pomegranate, pomegranate, carrots, spinach, ginger, dark chocolate, nuts, seeds, or black and green peas say may help with a hangover. Uh, Here's a lot of people's go-to, drinking coffee or tea. I never thought about tea for a hangover, but definitely coffee. says coffee and other caffeinated drinks act as stimulants, which may improve the feeling of fatigue that comes with a hangover. My uh, computer skipped down some there. So the coffee, black tea, green tea contains some antioxidants that may reduce the adverse effects of alcohol consumption. However, drinks that contain caffeine are diuretics, which may worsen the effects of dehydration in the body. Caffeine does not alter a person's blood alcohol content, so it does not reduce the health risk relating to drinking alcohol. So that's kind of interesting. So here are some uh, here are some factors that can affect a hangover. Many factors can affect the severity and length of a person's hangover, which make it difficult for scientists to study potential hangover cures. Elements include the type and amount of alcohol a person drinks. Well, there's a Captain Obvious statement of the day. How often they drink, sex and age, blood type, biological factors, and personality differences. So personality differences can lead to the severity of a hangover. Some of you women out there with your multiple personalities you need to figure out which one which one handles uh, drinking the best and, and drink with that, that personality. <laughs> Let's see here. Some people may even have a genetic dis- disposition for worse hangovers than others. <laughs> How to prevent a hangover. There's, I'm just going to read through these real quick and we're going to take a break and put a bow on this thing. It says, uh, drink in moderation. Avoid congeners i don't even know what the heck that is it says some alcoholic drinks produce worse hangovers than other drinks with high congener content are more likely to cause a hangover including whiskey cognac and tequila and vodka thomas that cognac is gonna hold you down brother this cognac tequila vodka rum and gin are low congener drinks oh so those are actually those are actually a better for you then got it so uh, keep drinking that cognac uh, getting enough sleep. Alcohol can affect the quality of a person's sleep, so sleeping more may help reduce a hangover. Well, duh, you can sleep through it. Take that Ambien, go on to sleep. Stay away from the internet. Uh, stay hydrated. Drinking water while drinking alcohol can help aff- counteract the diuretic effects of alcohol to reduce dehydration, which can contribute to the headache 
and other hangover symptoms. Eat food before drinking. Food can reduce the amount of time it takes for the alcohol to enter the bloodstream, keeping the blood alcohol levels lower. This could reduce the effects of a hangover. Uh, if y'all are, you don't even have to necessarily be a fan of Motley Crue, but they're behind the music and the book, The Dirt. Nikki Six, the bass player who died and came back to life, talks about they used to main vein alcohol. Used to main vein vodka and whiskey and all that stuff. And he said, I, I, I just don't understand why we didn't just drink it. He's like, but uh, talking about it getting into the bloodstream quicker made me think about that. Oh, God, it makes me nauseous even thinking about it. All right, look, we're going to get this back on, get this train back on the tracks. I got a ton of messages from you guys. We're going to read all those on the Guns of Your text line. The ClayEdwardsShow.com hotline is wide open, 601-879-0002. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios. Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowwood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios here in the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Flora, Mississippi, broadcasting alive, as Kim Wade would say, alive. We are... uh, the new, the new uh, signals got us going deep into Rankin and Simpson County. So I, I know because I live out that way. And y'all tell me, hey, I can hear it a lot better out here now. Well, yes, you can. And if you want a business out there and you want to advertise, this is the place to do it. Hit up your boy, Clay at WYAB.com. And for that matter, any if you own a business anywhere and you're interested in advertising, Clay at WYAB.com. We are streaming live on WYAB.com. We are also streaming live on the Save Jackson Facebook page this morning. Shout out to everybody watching me there. Good morning to all y'all. We're going to be on there. We're going to be on there for the first segment to seven twenty. But look, let's just jump in. Enough of the uh, enough of the filler. Time for the thriller. Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. Y'all did it again. I wish I had my championship belt on me this morning. I left it at the house. I missed a good opportunity. You did it again. Murder capital of America. Nobody can beat our Democrats. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And ain't nobody beat Jackson two years in a row. Murder capital of America. You know, uh, I did an emergency podcast, broadcast, whatever you want to call it, Saturday night discussing this. I did it at the house. It's up on the Clay Edwards Show podcast network. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find that. Just search Clay Edwards Show or Worst case scenario, just hit ClayEdwardsShow.com, and it'll be there. <clears throat> so, again, you know, Master P used to always talk about New Orleans back in the 90s when No Limit Records was really rolling. They always talk about New Orleans, murder capital of the world. Jackson done kicked New Orleans from the top spot, not one year, but two years in a row. I want to make sure that we we give Jackson its due. It's two years in a row. Mayor Chakway and Tarla Mumba, congratulations. You are number one at something. And it is uh, uh, predominantly dead African-Americans in your city. Yeah, that, That's something that you have uh, have wrapped your arms around and become very, very good at embracing. It's a dang shame, too. Dang shame. Let's look at this, man. This article's on WLBT. And look, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to open up the uh, Guns and Gear text line. Here in the next segment, you are welcome to go on and start texting the show if you want. 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. 
We will get to those texts in the next segment. All right, WLBT, this is a little long-winded, but we got to hit it all here. It says, despite a drop in killing last year, the capital city's homicide rate still managed to surpass every other major city in the U.S. for the second straight year, according to a three-on-your-side analysis of dozens of municipalities across the country. Jackson ended 2022 with 133 homicides. It is a 13% drop from the year before when we had 153 homicides. That that year would end up being the deadliest in the city's history, which y'all know that if you listen to the show, according to records from the FBI and the Jackson Police Department, along with the Murder Accountability Project. For this analysis, three on your side calculated per capita rates of killing for cities with a population of at least 130,000, including major ones like Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, as well as cities that had previously been ranked for high homicide rates, such as New Orleans and Baton Rouge. The number of homicides calculated for each city came from the latest available data from news media sources in that respective market or crime statistics from that police department. All right, so for instance, we're going to start at number 10 here on this list. Number 10 is Memphis. They had 289 total homicides, but that's only 46 for every 100,000 residents. So there's a number here listed as the rate per capita. And that's how they that's how they judge this. Well, the rate per capita is 46 for every 100,000 for Memphis. Coming in at number 9, the mis- the mistake by the Lake Cleveland, Ohio had 171 homicides with a 46.5 murder rate for every 100,000 people. Number 8, Detroit Crack Rock City comes in at number 307. I mean, comes in with 307 homicides at number 8 with a per capita rate of 48.5 homicides for every 100,000 residents. Number 7, Louisiana made this list twice. Baton Rouge, 115 total homicides with a 51.8 per 100,000 residents. And Baton Rouge is the only city on the list that actually had less homicides than Jackson. As far as pure body count, not per capita. Number six, man, Jackson just keeps kicking Baltimore further and further down all these bad lists that you don't want to be on. Baltimore used to be the STD capital of America, too, but Jacktown knocked them off that perch as well last year. Jackson, Mississippi is also the STD capital of America. That is not a lie. Google it, Google it or duck, duck, go it or whatever your search engine of choice is. Number six, Baltimore, 334 total bodies with a 57.9 per 100,000, uh, 57.9 murders per 100,000 residents. Number five, Louisville, Kentucky, 160 total dead bodies with a 65 per 100,000 rate per capita. Number four, St. Louis, 200. Total homicides with an average of 68.2 per 100,000 residents. Number three, I don't know what it is about these Southern Democrat strongholds like Jackson, Mississippi, Atlanta, Georgia, all these type places, but um, Birmingham, Alabama, 144 homicides, beat Jackson in body count. But uh, 
but we beat them in a, per capita, and that's all. That's really all that matters in these lists. Uh, let's see here. So two hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, one hundred and forty four bodies on the floor with a average rate per capita of seventy two point nine homicides per hundred thousand. Coming in at number two, the home of No Limit Records, Cash Money Records, your New Orleans Saints, your New Orleans Pelicans, Bourbon Street, Mardi Gras, and Decadence, for some of y'all. New Orleans, Louisiana, comes in at number two, bringing it up the rear, our neighbor to the south, 280 total homicides, 74.3 Dead bodies per 100,000 residents. And uh, drum roll, please. Coming in at number one, you already know it. Your Jackson, Mississippi fighting Chakwe and Tarlamumbas with 133 homicides total with a rate per capita of 88.8888. That is 88. This is rounded up to 89. 89 dead bodies per 100,000 residents. Well, we only have-ish about 180,000 residents. So, you do the math there. It's dangerous in Jacktown. It is dangerous in Jacktown. Like there's, And I bet you, I, I don't know how you could go back and, and I guess you can go through WLBT or wherever and look at all the homicides. I bet you over half of those happened at gas stations. I bet you over half of those homicides happened at gas stations. Did y'all see? I was in Facebook jail for about four days last week and really didn't even feel like cranking up my backup account to deal with it, <clears throat> having to log in, log out, remember passwords, all that crap. So I didn't really post much. But there was a video that went to floating around last week of a shootout at a Jackson gas station right over there across the street from Forest Hill on Raymond Road. It used to be an Amico. Back in the day, just having a just having a shootout right there on across the street from a high school, <clears throat> but no fret. Jackson high schools aren't in session in real life because of low water pressure. They're doing virtual learning last week. I don't know if they're back in this week or not. If you're trying to call the show, I have a we're taking a moratorium on phone calls to the next break. Phone lines are lit up. Can't wait to hear what you all have to say, but uh, a little bit more of me right now. So there was a massive shootout right there at the gas station, all caught on video. My buddy Montana Esco, you can find him on Facebook or or Instagram. It's Montana Esco. He's a good dude. Um, he shared it. I couldn't share it because I was in Facebook jail. You can see it. It's like a red car, and it's a sh- complete shootout. I don't know if a single person got hit, but I bet you 100 bullets got exchanged. I, I, it's a wonder. Anybody gets killed in Jackson is, or let me rephrase that. It's a wonder that any bad guys get killed in Jackson as bad of a shot as most of these folks are. That's why you, that's why you see all these young kids getting killed in Jackson. Uh, Speaking of that, let me scroll on down here a little bit. There was something really important on this list that I wanted to hit other than just the numbers. Also with our murder rate of 88.8 per hundred thousand, do you realize that we are three times deadlier then the city of Chicago, Chicago's murder rate per capita, even though they had 695 homicides, but because of their population of 2.8 million, that's only a 24.8 homicides per 100,000 residents. 
our Democrats in Jackson, our fighting Chakwe and Tarlamumbas, are three times more likely to kill you than Chicago's. Now, Chicago, they get all the pub and uh, all the glory for it, but but Jacktown is way worse than Chirac. Way worse. Per capita. Man, three times worse. That's phenomenal. And they, all, they have almost 20 times more people than we have. Woo! As Ric Flair would say. Let's see here. So here was another interesting stat as part of this is how young how young the average age has come down. It says a WLBT's data also shows homicide victims are trending younger. Two years ago, the average age of a person killed in Jackson was around 33 years old. It's now 29. And it ain't, and don't let that mislead you. It ain't because a bunch of 29 year olds are being killed. It's because a bunch of 13, 14 and 15 year olds are being killed in the streets of Jackson. And it's bringing that, it's bringing that low age number plummeting down. I Again, I bet you of the 88 homicides, I'm sorry, not 88, 133 homicides, I bet you over half of them are kids under 18 years old. Or let's just say under 20 years old. It's phenomenal. I looked at, the, I looked at it a couple years ago. Uh, 2020, when these murders started just getting slapped out of hand. And we had, I want to say, a dozen or 17 or 18. It's been a while since I looked. Don't hold my feet to the fire on this. There was a, it was, it was, it was a, every bit of a baker's dozen kids under 15 years old or under 17 years old that had been killed in Jackson. Absolutely. Uh, devastating number there and uh, I, you know there's a group of mothers called mothers of murdered sons or something like that i've reached out to them they got some billboards around town and wlbt has teamed up with them i shot the lady an email that is in is uh that runs that group to see if they'd be interested in coming on the show and talking about it i have not heard back from her so if, uh anybody out there listening it's familiar with that, knows that woman. Tell her that Clay Edwards is trying to get in touch with her. Let's take our first break of the show here. We're going to open up the phone lines. The ClayEdwardsShow.com hotline is 601-879-0002. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. we got an action-packed show. A lot of things I want to talk about this morning. And I want to hear you guys' opinions, too. Hey, question of the day. Marinate on this for a minute. Question of the day. Let's have a little fun this morning, too. Let's mix murder, mystery, and fun on the Clay Edwards Show. What are some home remedy or myths for for overcoming a hangover? We, uh, Me and a friend of mine were talking about that this weekend. It's like everybody seems to think that eating greasy food can cure a hangover. I did a little research, and my research says otherwise. So what are some home remedies... For curing a hangover, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. Aroused. We'll go with that. All right, look. Uh, New Year's Eve. All right, I'm going to tell you all something here. Thursday, if you listen to the show, you probably tell I didn't feel very good. 
so I left here and look, I don't hesitate, man. When I don't feel good, I go straight to the doctor. Period. I left the show, went to the doctor, and I'll be dang, I tested positive for flu and COVID. And I felt like a smoldering pile of poo for about 24 hours. Well, so as I'm sitting there out in the doctor's office parking lot, um, reconciling the fact that the next two days, the next two weeks, I mean, are going to be absolutely miserable just like last January when I got COVID and I was miserable for two weeks. I missed a week of radio. Then the next week I was recovering. But fortunately, I have great, I have a, a, an amazing medical team on my side that doesn't give me any nonsense. And, and I know what to ask for, too. Then I have a great pharmacist who helped me with an elixir of of vitamins and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Shout out to uh, Brandon Discount Drugs. Ryan over there, great folks. And my my medical team at Rankin Rural. Got your boy hooked up. I went straight, I mean, and before I could even get back to Brandon, my prescription was called in and ready. I swing by, say what you want, say what you will about Tamiflu, whatever, I, I, I don't know. But it worked for me. Between that and the vitamins, I had 102 fever. That was around lunchtime. I say around lunchtime, Thursday, I had 102 fever. By 3 o'clock, my fever had broke. And it came back up a little bit overnight. But when I woke up Friday morning, I felt better than I did when I went to bed Thursday night with an alleged case of flu COVID. I did not have fever again. Have not had fever again. Actually, got a home test. Tested negative Saturday for COVID. I went out Saturday night. I'm, I mean, y'all know if you seem follow me on Facebook, you know. I was a little sluggish, but fine. Went out, and I didn't. But I say all that to say this: healthy lifestyle choices. Ooh, what a difference a year makes! What a difference a year makes! In healthy lifestyle choices. I almost, I mean, I'm being a bit dramatic. I felt like I was dying last year. And, you know, men, look, man, it was probably just a bad case of the man cold more than COVID or flu anyway. Y'all know how it, it does not, the cold is vicious to the man's body. I don't know what it is. Women, y'all just don't understand. I mean, you, maybe childbirth is comparable. I don't know. But generally speaking, the, the, the man cold is nothing to play with. But I'm going to tell you what, I was 320 pounds, I was drinking beer every night, I was just, my body was a human garbage disposal last year. When I got COVID, decided to make some lifestyle changes, not just a diet, I mean absolute lifestyle changes. And lost 60 pounds, kept it off for the most part, uh, doing way better. December was probably my best month of the year as far as working out and watching what I eat and really paying attention, even with all the Christmas parties. So when I got sick, I was just in a whole different place health-wise this year. And my body fought it off. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, Mike Madison talks about it a lot. Uh, working out and, and eating right and doing all that will help keep you from getting sick or help fight it off when you do. And uh, I was blown away. If I didn't already believe it, 
I 100% believe it now. And I will be paying way more attention to what I eat than I already previously was. So that that, that was amazing to me. <clears throat> uh, we went out to Martin's to see Chad Wesley play. Chad absolutely rocked it. The Chad Wesley band. It wasn't just a Chad Wesley performance. I'm going to tell you what, that is a that is a band and an artist right there that is hitting on all cylinders. All cylinders. If you get a chance to go see the Chad Wesley band play live, you got to do it. But I get out of the vehicle at Martin's. You know, I'm always got a love-hate relationship with Jackson and Jacksonians. It can go either way. I get out of the vehicle. Don't even shut the door good. And a, a fellow <clears throat> that I don't know stopped me. He said, man, are you Clay Edwards? I'm like, dang. I'm like, yes. He said, man, I follow you. I don't agree with everything you say, but I do like listening to your point of view. He goes, and seeing you out in Jackson, not hiding from Jackson, changes my perspective of you a lot, too. I got some more, I got more respect for you now. There's a fellow's name is, name's Carter. Shout out to Carter if he's listening this morning. Said he had moved down here from Flint, Michigan. Said he felt like he cursed Jackson. Said he brought, felt like he brought that, that Flint mojo down with him. But uh, it was good meeting him. It was good meeting you all out there at Martin's. I got to speak to the owners of Martin's and them last night. They were just telling me, man, how much they appreciate the Capitol Police and what they're doing and uh, kind of their own struggles with the water issue. And they, they kind of saw it coming and put some things into place to help facilitate not being at the mercy of Jackson's water issues as much as other places. So uh, <clears throat> just a great place, man. Uh, I love supporting good, solid businesses like that. All right. Uh, that was my New Year's Eve in review. This is the Clay Edwards Show. When we come back, we're going to have Ward 6 Councilman Aaron Banks on the phone with us live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studio. Appreciate it. Um, I'm driving. I couldn't text you. It's Ricardo. Uh, look, they're both an open-ended checkbook. Neither one's going to end. We've already spent probably $4 trillion on reparations if you look at the Great Society, from Head Start to free college to everything else in the world. And, and, and basically, you walk in and you're applying for a job, you're, you know, look at college. You know, everybody's discriminating. It's not on. It's not on grades. It's on if you fit a certain quota. And the same thing with Ukraine. You, instead of asking Democrats, why don't you ask Roger Wicker and Michael Guest? What? Uh, Michael Guest supposedly has an accounting degree. Can we get an accounting? I'm fixing to do my taxes, and I can tell you to the penny of where everything went because I have to have money to go out. And it's a real simple process. So everybody that's a Michael Guest and Mississippi Values, and he sits on the front pew with me. Oh, my God. Ask him how much we have coming in and how much we have going out. We are at a 28% deficit spending, and we keep doing this. And Ukraine, which he votes for, wears his little lapel pin, and this it says we have to do it. Give me one good reason why. That's, they've had wars going on for 270 years over there, 270, and they're Russian-speaking people. Okay, so I, I just don't get it. I, I don't either. Yeah, nobody has yet to tell me why we have. I mean, I don't know. If, did you hear Kamala Harris try to explain it one day? She said, "Well, uh, Ukraine is a small country, and Russia is a big country, and the big country is invading the small country, and that's just wrong." Well, the simple fact is, okay, Roger Wicker is on the, uh, oh gosh, which is it, the Defense Committee or whatever. 
There ain't a person that works for him that is not wanting to be a lobbyist for Raytheon or somebody else and get the million-dollar paycheck. We have depleted every weapon that we have from leaving it in Afghanistan, billions upon billions of dollars that we left. So now we have to put, replace those. Every time we give them something, that's a new order for whatever defense contractor. And we have a crazy senator who's wanting to nuke Russia because, well, guess what? I guess we'd have to build more nuclear weapons if we were still around. And this is a guy who last year went to Davos, Roger Wicker did, whether you know it or not. He went to Davos to figure out how to suppress people. But our Mississippi values guy and him just keep spending money that we don't have. And now we are got, we are, well, we got to raise our debt limit. Well, you know, my credit cards, I got a $5,000 limit on my credit card. When I hit it, I don't call them up and say, I need 20000 because I got to keep spending. They say, no, you need to pay this down. That's what we need in Congress. Now, if our guy has an accounting degree, like everybody says he does, I want accounting. Somebody needs to put a budget for it. But we won't. We're going to hear about Social Security, Medicare, the military, the police. No, the essentials will be paid for. We need to prioritize our spending. You lost your job today. What would be the first thing you did? Go find another one. Look at what you had in the bank and what you had to have. It would be food, shelter, and clothing. It wouldn't be Netflix, and that's and that's what Ukraine is. It's Netflix. It wouldn't be anything else that we're giving money. By the way, we gave. Five hundred and eighty million. Excuse me. Yeah, a million dollars to non-government organizations, Catholic charities, by the way, to funnel illegals up to the United States. Five hundred eighty million dollars is in that in that omnibus bill that Roger Wicker and Michael Guest voted for. Because so, uh, what was Guest, what was Guest's excuse? He said he he didn't want to be seen not voting for um not voting for funding military. So so he was he was okay funding well, that's Planned what he Parenthood. Said about abortion. That was it. Was he Planned said, Parenthood? Fund, yeah, uh, he said that. Oh, I have to fund the military. I'm against abortion. Well, dude, don't tell him to take it out and have a military bu- uh, bill in. He he's look. The dude is is weak as vanilla, Manel toast, Melba toast. He's horrible. Name one thing you've ever seen the guy do other than stand on the corner and Brandon waving a, waving a sign with his wife and say he's Mississippi Bayou. Hey, you know, here's my question is, as I've been listening to you, and you're, man, you're hitting a home run, the text line's blowing up, everybody's saying you're doing a great job, but look, here's my thing. What the hell are Mississippi values at this point? Because I feel like if they're, if what they're representing is Mississippi I, values, then what, then I'm clearly don't have Mississippi I, values. I, I want, okay, number one, I'm loyal to my, to my family and my people and I live within my budget. I don't take crap from people. We, in Mississippi, a lot of people grew up poor. We didn't know we were poor because we grew up and did what we we went, and my parents bought what they could pay for, and that's not what we're doing. And Michael Guest, and I, look, Michael Guest, you know, uh, anyway, look up under opensecrets.org. You'll see what he's worth, okay? And basically, I know he's a prosecutor. It's probably family money. That guy ain't got to worry about Jack, okay? And uh, But we do. So when they're talking about raising taxes and taxes, well, guess what? My property taxes are going to go up again because I got it. It's for the children. It's for the children. The children can't spell graduate in the school district I'm in. They literally cannot spell it. But we put new buildings up, whether it's in Rankin County and the employment services for that family that runs the Rankin County School District. Everybody's related to somebody. And and I'm sorry. I just It blows me up because I'm looking at what extra what I'm about to have to pay. 
But yeah, our our people need to have an accounting. I would say neither, but you got Lindsey Graham and everybody else that somehow all these people that are getting paid are funneling it back to them. Look at Joe Biden, but it's not just the Democrats. That's what we got to get over. It is our guys that stand up and say Mississippi values that are doing this, and they're they're hosing us. Amen, but, brother. Hey, I wish but, I, I wish I had some kind of sound effect that sounded like a flamethrower. No, I'd hit no, it for you right now. Great call. I was. I'm sorry. I went rant. I should have pulled over and text so I wouldn't go so long. No, sorry, no. Man. Great Thanks. call, brother. Have a blessed one. Bye. Yep. That's what I'm talking about, man. Bring the heat on a Monday morning. Bring it in. You're doing my show prep for me. I love it. Hey, look, I'm got to take a break here. We ran over, ran over a little bit there. We're live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. We got a huge show for you today. Three full hours. First two hours is going to be just that, what you just heard right there. Plus the third hour. Allison Noe's going to be in here. We're going to be doing the uh, whole health story hour. Whole story health hour. I'm sorry. Whole story health hour. It's something her and Mike Madison were doing. We're going to kind of take it, evolve it a little bit. And have Allison on here every Monday from 9 to 10. It should be really good. It should be really, really good. It's going to be fun today. Looking forward to it. We'll be right back. All right. So we started the first hour talking about trans activists are now saying Aretha Franklin's You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman is anti-trans. Okay. So uh, we mocked and memed and ridiculed that. So let's start hour number two off with a little bit more of that. Mocking, memeing, and ridiculing the left side of the political aisle. Have y'all been? I look, I don't, admittingly, I do not watch the NHL. The, the only hockey game I've ever watched in my life was the Jackson Bandits. And so I don't watch the NHL. It just ain't my thing. You know, whatever. But I do have a new favorite NHL player. Ivan Provolov is my new favorite NHL player. And I'm probably getting his last name wrong. But I, first off, he um, his jersey is the number one seller. At NHL.com. You may be asking, Clay, why are you talking about an NHL player's jersey being the number one seller? I thought this wasn't a sports show. And if it was, why are you talking about hockey? Well, he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. And they had Pride Night. Or LGBTQ Night. Or something like that. And they were wearing rainbow flag uh, hockey jerseys for the game. He refused to wear the jersey on on religious beliefs. He's a Russian Catholic or something like that. And uh, so, of course, the left are coming out and they're saying, you must, you must wear the rainbow flag. You must kneel to the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. And he refused to. And his jersey is now the number one seller in the NHL because he refused to take the knee to the alphabet mafia. So, salute to him. And you know, man, I mean, they, the liberals have got to be so mad. First off, he refused to, to take the knee to them. Secondly, his name sounds very Russian. They hate Russians right now. You can't be an Ivan or a Provolov and you dang sure can't do it based on your religion, which also starts with Russian, Russian Catholic or something like that. So like I wrote down Russian Catholic, but I don't think that's hundred percent right. It's Russian something. Anyway, <laughs> so He's obviously straight. I mean, he's checking off a lot of boxes for them to hate. I mean, they're probably calling him a Nazi white supremacist right about now. But, you know, to the point of that, though, I'm old enough to remember just a few short years back when Colin Kaepernick made a similar stand in the NFL 
that went towards that lean more towards what they believe, hating America. When Colin Kaepernick refused to stand for the national anthem. Now, I was told that he shouldn't have to do that if it's against his beliefs. So what's different about this? What is different about this? Why should Ivan have to wear the rainbow flag jersey if it's against his beliefs? I mean, I'm just saying, man, just make it make sense. Make it make sense. If you don't want to, I mean, I'm just going by the rules y'all set in place. Y'all are the way that the outrage, the outrage rules. You're telling me that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have to stand for the anthem. If it's, if he's a, if he's standing up for some social justice or whatever cause, but Ivan should have to wear the rainbow flag Jersey. I'm just saying, man, which one is it? It can't be both. You can't be you can't be able to selectively stand or not stand based on your beliefs, but then be forced to wear the rainbow flag jersey if it's against your Christian beliefs. I would love to hear y'all's comments on this. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. And he's a Russian Orthodox. Thank you, Hardy Case. Russian Orthodox. Uh, so <clears throat> good stuff there. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking it was Russian Orthodox, but that, for whatever for whatever reason, it just wasn't rolling off the tongue right. So, all right. So uh, th- th- that's just something I had that written down as my my top notes to talk about this morning. But so much other stuff has happened. I wanted to get into the Antifa Atlanta stuff, but let's get some Jackson stuff. I said we were going to hit some local stuff. Let's do that real quick. <clears throat> tell you what, before we hit the Jackson local stuff, let's take a call real quick. Hey, Carl, you're on there. Good morning, Clay. Hey, Welcome Sylvia. Welcome to your three-hour show today. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And yourself? I'm too blessed to be stressed. This is a true statement. I wanted to say that I admire the Russian hockey player, and I'm glad that his jersey is the number one jersey. And I stopped watching NFL football because of Colin, I can't pronounce his last name. I don't really care how it's pronounced, to be honest. And I wrote the commissioner, and I told him, until you make those men stand for the national anthem, I will not be watching NFL football. Now, there are two teams that the owners have told their people, you either stand or goodbye. And that's the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why I was hoping Dallas would win last night. But anyway, I mean, when they played. But anyway, that's how I feel about it. I I refuse to watch the NFL. And now what they do, they don't even show the beginning of the games anymore, so I don't know if they're standing up or not. So since I don't know and the commissioner won't write me back, I just won't watch it. And I love football, dearly love it. Yeah, I watched the Cowboy. I, I watched that abomination of a game last night. Oh, that was terrible. Terrible game. I, I've heard that it was. I was working, so I didn't get to see it. I just, I would have loved to see Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs oh, in man, be the great. Super Bowl together. Both former and Dallas I teams. Watched it. Yep. And I definitely would have watched it. But that's my stance on it. I'm glad he stood up, and I hope more Christians will come out, or Catholics, 
will come out and support him and say that he did the right thing. Hey, let me and ask I you this. Agree. Let me let, let me flip this on its head because I, you know, I, I like to hit it from both angles, and, I, and I'm not trying to get you in a gotcha moment or nothing like that because I'm, I'm doing it to myself too. What? Okay, so we both agree that that the other guy shouldn't be made to wear the rainbow jerseys, but and we but we both agree that Kaepernick should have to stand for the anthem. Do yes. do we feel a bit hypocritical there saying that? No, not at all, not at all. Because the LGBT, all the male stuff, that's just a a, a group of people. Um, we are a nation of folks. People have died for the right for that LGBT, whatever all the alphabets are, so they can take their stand and do the what they want and stuff. But that they shouldn't force that on me Amen. or any other Christian. But I couldn't answer it any better than that. You just hit the nail on the head, Sylvia. But I'm serious. Too many men and women die for the right for us to be able to stand, and out of respect, you stand. Just for the fact that these men and women have died. You also stand because this is the number one nation in the world. And I'd like to see females go to Iraq. I'd like to see females go to Yemen. I'd like to see females go anywhere in Saudi Arabia. I like to see him go to China and tell me how you fare there. Let me know how you do, because the only place I know that allows me to do the things that I do are right here in the United States of America. I'm proud to be an American. Notice I said an American. I'm proud to be one, and I'm thankful for this country, and I'm happy that I served. Amen, Sylvia. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's take one more call here real quick. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hello? Hello? Goodbye. All right. So, uh, call or call back. Real quick, last night in Jackson. Well, hold on. Yeah, we're going to hit it. Last night in Jackson, my my boys with the Capitol Police were pursuing a bad guy in a stolen car. And got chalkweighed. I mean, just chalkweighed right upside the head. Uh, A pothole jumped out in front of them. And took out the capital city, I mean the capital city, the capital police cruiser. Just took it out. The bad guy got away. You can't make this up, man. Jackson gonna Jackson. Jackson gonna Jackson. All right, man, we've got a special guest here on the line. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about all of this stuff we're talking about this morning. Uh, We're going to go over on this segment. We got Thomas. Good morning, Thomas. Look, I'm my mom. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, w- I just want to call in because I've been seeing it going on for a while. <clears throat> where they are trying to link the LGBTQ struggle with the black struggle for rights or civil rights or whatever type of rights. It has been going on a yeah, while, we, and I've been I've questioned yeah, yeah, so I how it's happened. And let all the rest of the races of America and this world know that black black American men are not all gay. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that black people are gay and black men are gay, black women gay, but that's not the truth. And they, I think you discussed a while back, there has been a spike of people being gay in America. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of people, I, I kind of can hear it going on and say, it, and say it, that they think that black people are turning gay. So the LGBT community is trying to make it seem like their struggle is a black struggle. No, it's not. It's a difference because you choosing a sexual lifestyle 
that's causing you conflict when the black struggle is about being birthed black and being opposed against because of the, your birth color. You know, I remember back in the 90s, that was a big thing. They always, they were, they tried doing that in the 90s. And I remember my black friends really standing up and saying exactly what you just said. Said, no, you, you chose to be one way. I didn't choose to be this way. I didn't choose to be discriminated against. I choose to be born black, but I am. And guess what? And I love it. But you, you, you making a decision to be gay and your sexual lifestyle. I don't think you need rights because you, I, I, I need rights because I'm not gay. Okay, so there's two different struggles, and people don't need to link those two and try to insinuate that black folks gay as hell nowadays. No, we're not. Hey, let me ask you this. You there? Dang it! I wanted to ask him a serious question. Great call from Thomas. Got to call it when it when it happens. Great call from Thomas. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired You've tuned in into the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. Maybe asking yourself, Clay, why are you feeling like a natural woman today? Why are you playing Aretha Franklin? Well, because I was told last night that apparently this song is anti-trans. So I thought we would play it on the show this morning. Yep, let's go. Let's just jump straight in. This is the all-new and expanded Clay Edwards show. We'll be here for three hours today. We'll be here for three hours tomorrow, and then we'll be here for at least two hours the rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Let's go to the Gateway Pundit. I mean, some things you just have to read out loud because they're so unbelievable but uh, this is on the gateway pundit it says um aretha aretha franklin's natural woman deemed offensive by the trans community yep the radical trans community continues its assault on women this weekend trans activists say aretha franklin's you make me feel like a natural woman is very offensive to trans women Natural Woman, the 1967 single was released by American soul singer Aretha Franklin on the Atlantic label. The words were written by Jerry Goffin from an idea by Atlantic producer Jerry Wexler. And the music was composed by Carol King. It says, uh, <clears throat> Sky News Australia reported 
Standing for Women founder Kelly J. Keene says it's really hard to ignore the misogyny or the of the misogyny of the trans movement as Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, was recently slammed as offensive by trans women. Being a mom that is also being attacked, we're now called birthing persons or pregnant persons, Miss Keene told Sky News Australia. You know, your boy did an interview with Sky News back over the summer. Yep, I did. There's a quote. I don't think many women really know how much we're hated. I hate to say it. I don't have a victim mentality, but it's really hard to ignore the misogyny of this particular movement. It means a man who says he's frightened to go into a, in a man's toilet. His words are more credible than a woman who says she doesn't want that man in her space. So I figured we would start with some fireworks this morning. Get this thing off to a kick it off with a bang. Y'all know how I feel about that. These people are mentally ill. I will forever stand by that. I don't care what it costs me. As the father of a daughter, um, a heterosexual male, <laughs> you know, all these things, a mother, sister, girlfriends, wives, whatever. We can't, we, we can't continue to allow this misogynistic anti-woman movement being taken over by some mentally ill men that want to play dress up and cosplay and them to continue to tear down everything that is natural about a woman. I'm tired of it. Y'all want to call in this morning? Phone line 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. Uh, to this. On the Guns and Gear text line... They said, well, that would mean going to a gentleman's club, i.e. a strip club, is cheating. It's more dumb than cheating because you waste money. But that got me to thinking. So, ladies, if your man goes to the strip club, to the, to a real life OnlyFans, it, do you feel like that's a form of cheating? If, they, if guys night leads them to the strip club, is he sleeping on the couch when he gets home? Are you packing up and leaving? How do you feel about that? Now, let me flip the script on you before you answer. What if uh, you're out at a bachelorette party or the Chippendales come to town and you go to that? Uh, Do you still have that same energy? Do you still think it's cheating? Let's see what Thomas has to say. Thomas, you're on the air. Yeah, first of all, men were designed to have more than one woman. Anyway, there were, there were a lot of people in America need to get need to realize it's 2022. Your grandpa cheated on your grandma. Your great grandpa cheated on your grandma as well. So, men are designed to have more than one woman. We got so many uh, sperm cells. We can get 15 women pregnant in one night. So, why are you trying to restrict your masculinity? And testosterone, you know what I mean. So, so you think we should just, you know, kind of break down the whole relationship thing and just every, and just impregnate every everybody? Laid with more than one woman, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And then you, you got women are such deceivers; they they cheating as well. You know what I'm saying? So, why would you restrict yourself to one person anyway? You know, you know what I mean? Like, wow, that's the all. 
the cutoff line. That, that's the only reason I'm with you. The only reason you love me because I don't talk to other women. You know, just because you're faithful don't make you a great person to be with, is what I'm saying. But what if both people in the relationship love each other, they have great personal relations, and they just don't need nobody else? Well, that's cool. That's cool. But a lot of that is maybe lies, though. You know what I mean? Well, maybe. And a, lot, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of women laying up next to a man and don't even want to be with that man. But they'll never tell that man. Why do you think they do that? Why do they do what? Why do you think women will do that, lay up with a man and don't even want to be with him? Because they're the best liars walking. They're oh. the best liars, number one liars. Women lie to survive. They lie every day. I asked my girl, I, how many times have you lied since we've been up this morning? She she honestly told me four times. <laughs> what, what should, did she lie about anything, just telling little white lies. You know what I mean? Is she a white girl? Uh, No, but she she lies just like most American women do, white and black. Men. All they do is lie. Like when, white women used to tell lies on black men back in the days. All that stuff. Are we still talking about Carol? America has taught women to lie, and they can get away with it. They don't have a have to have accountability. They can even go to court and take everything a man has. So a man deserves another woman and deserves to go to a strip club, deserves to look at other women online, because if, if, if we divorce, you can get everything I got. Thomas, that's go, a, go that, ask a man. Go ask any man that's married or divorced and ask him, is he really happy? Really happy. Thomas, that is a hot take, brother. I appreciate you calling in this morning. The phone line are right. lit up after you. Happy wife, happy life. That's, that's bull. Happy wife, happy life. Going to have you in hell. <laughs> Bye, Thomas. <laughs> All right, let's take one more call before we go to the break here. Hey, caller, you got about a minute. You're on there. Hey, I'm, I'm cracking up, but uh, that was funny. Uh, in my opinion, uh, as of what the last man just said, I mean, shoot, a woman could have babies by multiple men, but at the end of the day, I think it's up to every relationship because I'm in the same, I'm in a similar situation. I got, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship, and then I, like, got friends on social media, and that's getting me in trouble, but, like, that's something you have to figure out per relationship because some things are appropriate, some aren't. But it's all on perspective, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Dude, that's, that's just my little hot take. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Let's take a call here real quick. Hey, caller, you got about 30 seconds. What you got? I just want to say to Miss Siri, like, read the entire Bible. The Bible also included concubines. And a concubine is a woman that lives with a man and a wife as if she's the second wife. She's not the first wife. She's not the wife that the other Bible scriptures said you should have. But it also said that men during that time had concubines, which were basically side women. I thought it was sex slaves. No, no, no. Concubine. If you look up the word concubine, it gives a definition for it. And women, men in the Bible, since we want to talk Bible, Bible thumping, they also had concubines. So a lot of people quote the Bible, but they don't quote the entire Bible. I know she know what a concubine is, so don't play like you don't know what a concubine is. So don't try to take the Bible and, and use it to 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 your benefit. Tell the whole truth, Thomas. I like I said, I did not think con- concubine would be on the show today. Slavery. 
Why do you think a lot of a lot of women light skin? I did not think we would be discussing concubines on the show this morning. Thank you, Thomas. Have a great day. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day. Uh, like if anything else, if we're going to try to land a plane, it's probably going to be a plane crash based on the way this show has gone this morning. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB. Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, you guessed it, Clay Edwards, live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. If you're out car shopping this weekend, get by Mack Hike of Flowood. See my buddy Corey and his team, Hunter, Abe, Parker, uh, Ready Teddy McGraney back on the sales floor. A t- whole host of other great salesmen and women out there. Go check them out. Home of the three ninety nine car payment. And I'm telling you right, I talked to Corey yesterday, and they've got up to $15,000 off select models right now. $15,000. You people that bought cars at the peak of the car market back in uh, 2021, when everything was above retail, this is your chance to get out from under that negative equity with that kind of rebates and cash back. I kid you not. Go see them this weekend right there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. That's Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Flowood. And uh, they got they have a new, it ain't a guarantee, but it's a promise to get you in and out within an hour. From the time you've selected your vehicle and you go in and sit down and start to do paperwork, they're going to get you in and out of there within one hour. And it ain't that hard to buy a car. Some people drag it out too much. Mack Hike of Fluid is not that place. Go see them. Tell them that you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. All right. <clears throat> your boy going to take a victory lap. Your boy going to take a victory lap real quick. Because of you guys out there, I'm going to take it for us. And by victory lap, I mean I'm I'm staying in my seat and talking to this microphone. You know, we've been ranting and raving about the Kratom stuff here for at least the last year. But every time they get into session down there at the legislature, they're looking for new ways to ban things from us. You know, I don't know why conservative means more government in in our lives in Mississippi. But for whatever reason... They get down there every year, and they start figuring out ways to police us and govern us more. Govern me harder, Daddy. Govern me harder. Um, <clears throat> they were going to ban Kratom. Well, thanks to all of you crazies out there, you mad lads, calling, raising hell, praising Dale, doing what we do. I got a text from Lee Yancey yesterday that said he would not be moving forward with the bill to ban Kratom on the house side. So a round of applause to all of y'all for making a dang difference. And uh, now it could the Senate side could still do something stupid, but I'm hearing they don't have the appetite for it right now. So looks like we we stay we stayed off another ban, another prohibitive thing that would not have worked. All they would have done is created another black market for something. And you would have people being felons for taking something to keep them from taking harder drugs or for whatever other reason they take Kratom. It really don't matter, man. It's just, it's, it's like caffeine. Uh, what's that kind of herbal tea? 
think of herbal tea, and, and that's really what it is. So they're making a whole lot of nothing out of out of nothing, and we won. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate our victories. Now you know the day after we take our ills, I still have to come on here and eat that big ill every now and then. When you're when you're the I've said this before. When you're the resistance, with la resistance, you're gonna take some ills here and there. Otherwise, we wouldn't be the resistance. If you always win, you ain't the resistance. You ain't the underdog if you always win. You know, we don't always, we're not always on the popular side of the fight. You know, for instance, I was just sitting here talking to my guest who I'm introducing in just a second. And I said, you know, man, there's just some things, I, like with drugs, I think people should be allowed to make their own bad decisions. You know, I think Darwinism will work itself out, as my buddy said. Survival of the sickest. You know, if, if you're old enough to, 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 to appreciate that, you know what I'm saying. Great saliva song, by the way. I just can't play it on the radio. Got too many cuss words in it. The Kratom is the same thing. If people can't control their own vices with Kratom, they're just going to find something else to not be able to control it with. And you can kill yourself with Tylenol. You can kill yourself with cough syrup. You can kill yourself with alcohol. You're not going to ban your way into morality or to self-control. You just ain't going to do it. Uh, I, I made a comment yesterday. I want to walk it back a little bit. I uh, said I don't trust any government agency. This starts with three letters. Uh, forgetting that my mom works for one of them. And, uh, but no, I, all joking aside, it's, it, it's not the boots on ground officers I had the problem with. Just like with police. You know, we back the blue here loudly and proudly, probably more so than anybody else publicly. I don't blame them for the laws they have to enforce. I blame the lawmakers for the laws they have to enforce. Uh, the DEA, for example, I ain't got no problem with the DEA in Jackson. I know a lot of them listen. Shout out to y'all this morning. Appreciate you doing what you do. I have a problem with Washington, D.C., telling them what all they have to do. Same with the FBI. Same with big government. All that. Just like same here in Jackson, Mississippi, with our legislature trying to ban Kratom. Then you would have boots on ground officers having to give people felonies, be a class one or whatever it's called, a class one felony for having an herbal supplement supplement. It's a plant. It's like, all right, well, we giveth we giveth you marijuana. We're going to taketh Kratom like it's a trade out or something. That ain't what we bout. We ain't going to do that. All right. Off my high horse a little bit this morning. I wanted to do that real quick. Before I go to my guest, I got one more thing I want to hit this morning. Um, yesterday, or it looks like now something I don't have a problem with, and this is the give and take. This is the pro law enforcement. This is the guy who wants to be able to go to Jackson without getting carjacked in me. I know that makes me an exclusive minority around here, but it looks like the Senate has put forth a bill to do something pretty dang cool here. It, uh, it's going to be some minimum, some minimum jail time for these carjackers in Jackson because it ain't fair. If uh for the if the boy goes over to Rankin County and not know no better and he carjacks somebody, he's gonna get fifteen, twenty years. While if they go do it in Jackson, they might not even go to jail. We gotta have some balance here, guys. You know, we need these guys that do all these carjackings to be able to spend all their time together in jail day for day. Let's play this. Being afraid of being carjacked all the time and just the awareness, you know, that we have to live on high alert all the time. That's a sentiment not lost on Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and senators. We realize this has become an epidemic. 
in our state, and it's time to have it addressed. Changing sentencing guidelines is a step they're hoping will curb the crimes like carjacking. It's simply not fair for someone in one area to get a five-year sentence for that and then get it um, reduced to nothing, suspended completely. In other areas of our state, people are serving hard time for that. See what I'm saying? Fair is fair. Also the belief of the Senate, when these individuals commit these crimes, that this is the first step towards later crimes. So here's what they're proposing, giving a minimum sentence of five years to carjackers, a 10-year minimum if it's armed carjacking. They'll also... Now, I want to clarify here, because they they're not saying this in the WLBT thing. It'd be a five-year minimum for carjacking, a 15-year maximum. That's if you do it without a gun. Um, if you give your car up to somebody and they don't have a gun, shame on you. Armed carjacking would be a 10-year minimum and a 30-year maximum. But if y'all follow this show and you do as I say... You can save these guys all the jail time, all the court costs, all the lawyers, all the nonsense by just shooting them. Strapped down in Jacktown, as my buddy Kim Wade would say. So up the penalties for possession of stolen property, including motor vehicles. Jimmy Stewart thinks it's time. It's an invasion on you when someone steals your car. I've had my car stolen, so I know what that feels like. And uh, I just think that if you are bold enough to do that to someone, yes, you, you need to face the consequences of that. But not everyone thinks increasing sentencing is the answer. Take a step back and put all that energy into why these crimes are happening. Uh, right. This is a white liberal woman. You know how they feel about this kind of stuff. Um, and help the help the people, help the communities that need the help to prevent the crimes from happening in the first place. Still, lawmakers say it's about safety. Every person in the state of Mississippi wants and deserves a safe community. They have reached out to us and said, please do something. Well, for whatever reason, we lost the volume there, but you get the point. At least they're trying to do something. You know, Jackson can't save itself. Project Pat had a song called uh, Don't Save Her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. That's Jackson. It don't want to be saved. You'll get so mad when I say that. But there'll be the same people that raise the hell about this. I'll be the same people that sued the city of Jackson over safety checkpoints, a.k.a. roadblocks. And one, I don't actually, I don't even think it went to court. I think the city settled by just agreeing not to do roadblocks. I tell you about everything you need to know. And you know, it was, it was the few white South Jacksonians of uh, virtue signaling, virtue signaling that led that case. So that should be of no surprise. You're poor people's campaign type folks and all that. All right. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Got a good text here. I want to I hit us up. Said, uh, if unknown texter. Text me your name, too, so I can lock you in. Says, if Jackson took crime as serious as they took COVID, it would be the safest place on earth. Boy, I tell you what, Democrats, man, they, they it, I ain't seen them take anything as serious as COVID in a long time. It's, I mean, since stealing the election from Trump. That, I mean, they took it serious. Let's see here. One more text. All right, Daniel. Thank you. That text was from Daniel. 
All right, look, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, man, I got a really cool guest in the studio. You know, it's going to be our first. Uh, I ain't got a fancy name for it yet, but it's going to be interviewing entrepreneurs and people I think are interesting and doing cool stuff outside of political stuff on the show on Fridays. If I can make it happen, this may be the first, maybe the last. I may not be able to get anybody else to come after this. But I've got Garrett Rudd in the studio with me. Garrett just moved his family halfway across the country from Arizona. Where are you at, Collinsville? Uh, yeah, we're at Tracks out in Collinsville, and I live down in Hattiesburg. Got it, got it. So the track, they bought Battlefield Drag Strip, and uh, they're working to revive the legendary Hub City Drag Strip down in Hattiesburg. We're going to get into all that stuff, what motivated him to drag his family across the country. Are they as excited about it as we are to have you? And uh, we'll get to all that here, live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. If you have any questions for Garrett about the Drag Strip, anything, Hit that text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. That is the Guns and Gear text line. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.